With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Share Shot Reality on WrestlingInc.com. I am Justin Labar here in the Point Park University Studios in downtown Pittsburgh. It's our second to last one. Next week, we're going to have some, uh, some everybody joining us. Have some, have some uh, names from the past, some faces from the past. Uh, it's going to be a good, you know, fun final episode, a good way to send off. Uh, and thank all of you Chair Shot Rally fans for uh, over 400 episodes and a decade's worth of support. As I said, I'm Justin Lavar, and one of the men who will be joining me next week, he's with me this week down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but he'll be up mm. here live in Living Color next week. He is the other CSR original, Mr. Josh Eisberg. Josh, how are you? I'm great. I missed the days, Justin, where it was Josh, insert a nickname, Eisenberg, whenever you used to uh, introduce me. I missed those days, so I think that you need to come up with a clever one to uh, send us off on our ways in our series finale next week. I'll do my best. Uh, Josh, let's jump into uh, what's, I think, you know, uh, one of the top stories that, that's coming out of the, of the, of the news this week, and you know, something yeah. I reported on Wrestling Inc. this past Wednesday, which is uh, I'm hearing that Fox, the Fox Network officials, uh, they're wanting Ronda Rousey on SmackDown Live next year when SmackDown moves uh, to Fox on Friday nights. And this, of course, uh, goes right in line. It's not really a surprise when you think about it. It goes right in line with what we had already been hearing, which is Fox uh, is planning to, you know, have WWE SmackDown Live be, you know, a little bit more sport-oriented, more sport presentation uh, compared to some of the comedy and entertainment-based uh, shenanigans we see perhaps on a Monday Night Raw. Uh, what do you, what's your reaction when you hear this, Fox wanting Ronda? Well, I mean, they're giving a billion dollars, so I think Fox can decide who they really want. But uh, at the end of the day, I think WWE is going to give them what they want. And, and obviously things can change. The, you know, the contract signed, things like that. But they want to please Fox, and they want to make big ratings on Fox. You know, we've talked about all of the changes that they can do for SmackDown whenever it gets moved to Fox, being more um, live-action oriented or sport-oriented. And what better way than Ronda Rousey, who is still a big draw, who is still a big name, and at this time next year, Ronda Rousey is just, in my opinion, is going to come into her, her own even more. You look at how great she's been doing. Her match at Survivor Series was standout, but you know who doesn't have those type of matches with Charlotte Flair? Uh, but Ronda Rousey on SmackDown on Fox is the best thing that they can do to bring over the UFC fans that they could potentially lose when UFC is on ESPN, um, but also bring the casual WWE fans. I mean, Fox is going to want to be all hands on deck. I don't think it's going to stop the brand split from happening because there's already enough talent to go around. But Ronda Rousey could be built around that entire show. She could be the one that leads Fox into prime time with the NFL crossovers and things like that. So it makes sense for me. She's the biggest draw for WWE right now in a crossover appeal. Right, and, and when you're talking sport, when you're talking athletes, if you want to appeal to the uh, more traditional sports uh, audience, yeah, I mean, she, she has all the credentials. She has the credibility. Um, to, to put her on some of the other shows on Fox's programming to say, hey, look, WWE's here now. Please welcome into the family. Uh, she, she certainly works better than if you had, you know, some over-the-top you know, character that was, you know, very ra yeah. wrestling-like, so to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And, and, you know, one thing I want to address that I, I, it's a lot of knee-jerk reaction I've gotten from people when, when, they've, when they've read this report that I put out is 
a lot of people immediately said, oh, my God, okay, now, you know, they started booking, like, now, and I have to remind everybody, again, this, we're talking about a year away, so this doesn't, yeah. this doesn't mean Ronda Rousey's going to leave Raw right now. This doesn't, this doesn't affect anything with Becky Lynch right now in the immediate. I mean, we're talking, you know, 10, 11 months away, so they have plenty of time to manipulate the roster, whether it be a draft or whatever it takes to get her there. Well, there's a lot of options, and that's what I really wanted to ask you. You know, you can have uh, Ronda Rousey be the Raw Women's Champion and potentially continue to be undefeated but get drafted, so she has to drop the title. You know, similar to what Asuka did in NXT, where she was undefeated, but her next step was going onto the main roster, so she surrendered the championship. You know, you could do something like that with Ronda Rousey. I don't necessarily know if that would be the best decision because I think, uh, you know, Becky or Charlotte could really, um, you know, Charlotte's already done so much in her career. So what next thing can she do as, you know, as main event WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey? I think that's still on the table. Um, but it could benefit somebody like a Becky Lynch if WWE really needed something. And you'd have enough time from WrestleMania season. Um, and then also if you move her over to Fox, whether it's after that or whether it's as soon as it launches um, via a trade or things like that. I personally think that I want Ronda to drop the women's championship at a WrestleMania or sometime after, and then head over to SmackDown in the Superstar Jacob. I think that's the best course. Of, that's the best course for her and many other women. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think she's going to lose her. She'll have her first WWE loss before she gets uh, to SmackDown. Whether it be unless Fox doesn't want it to, right? Unless Fox doesn't want her to lose. Well, I mean, you know, that's. You know, it's one thing to hear about what they want once SmackDown becomes their property, but it's still a year away. I, I don't, I don't know if I don't, I, I don't know if we can let them make those kind of creative decisions between now and then. Especially if, from Vince McMahon's probably perspective of okay, if if he is gonna, if if Raw is going to lose Ronda Rousey, then you're gonna obviously want to have somebody with you know good credibility who can anchor Raw. So potentially that potentially whoever that that person is is the person that does get the accolade of saying they were the first to beat Ronda Rousey. So for example, if if, if Becky Lynch happened to be the one who hands Rousey her first WWE loss, then maybe Becky Lynch is now the face of the, of the women's division on Monday Night Raw you know, when, if and when Ronda goes to, to Friday. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I, but, I, but I agree. I, I would like to see her, you know, drop the title, lose, you know, maybe next summer she get, finds a way to SmackDown. So that way, you know, by the time that first SmackDown goes on Friday night on Fox, you know, she could potentially be already be the SmackDown women's champion by that point. Yeah, and I think it's a good idea for her. You know, I, I wonder if Brock will follow, if Brock continues to be in WWE and will follow over to Fox. Um, that would be interesting to me, especially if he can still continue to do the crossover with UFC and Fox. But I think WWE knows that Rousey is their number one star right now for Fox, and Fox gets what they want right now. Yeah, and and, and, and you know, the last point on that real quick, I, I'm going to be very interested to watch. I, I think Eric Bischoff really was one of the first ones of note to make this comment, and obviously he has a lot of uh, television experience, so I, you know, I take value from it, which is, you know, we're hearing all this, you know, Fox wants this, Fox wants that. I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch that once it's, once we're, once we're in, in the mode, once they move to Fox and, and week to week, you know, how USA reacts to, or how both, how both networks react yeah. to, you yeah. know, if, 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 if somebody's all of a sudden get, gets red hot on one show, you know, how the, how the networks are, feel like they're, you know, I can almost see them being like, you know, s siblings. Um, complain and WWE being the, the mom or dad, and then and them complaining, hey, how come how come she got this star? How come how come The Rock made an appearance on that show and not mine? So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, this this is going to be new territory for WWE, having um, you know, having their their programming split the way that it's going to be split. Yep. Yeah, but fun territory. Yes, very fun. Um, let's talk <laughs> about Monday Night Raw real quick. You know, we're talking about all the SmackDown uh, talk here when they move uh, Monday Night Raw. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's remaining on USA Network. Uh, and this past week was almost. Uh, a record low for the third hour. Um, uh, Josh, are, are you with me with how bad that Raw was, or do you take something away from it that I haven't took away from it? 
No, there's no, there's not much to take away from it to, at all. To be honest with you, here's here's a few things. Um, one, uh, it's so ass backwards to me that they think Raw is the A show and SmackDown's the B show. And I'll tell you why. Because last year at this time, or you know, a month before, there was a Jinder Mahal who was the champion. He's barely getting time on Raw since being drafted, and Baron Corbin was on the tailspin all the way down. Now those guys' roles have have reversed. And then you go to Monday Night Raw, and the Monday Night Raw's number one tag team was the Bar. And when they got drafted to SmackDown, it took them two or three months to really do anything. And the same with, you know, other tag teams of that nature and, and, and mid-card guys. There was nothing to take out of Monday Night Raw. It was at the point where it was laughable, you know. And I don't say this to personally attack guys like Jinder Mahal who got some TV time um, or any of the other singles matches. I mean, no Jose, obviously, we haven't seen him in quite some time. But there was absolutely zero storyline progression in anything. And it shows you as much as people hate or want to hate the guys like Roman Reigns or guys that are popping the needle, people bitch and complain about where's Brock Lesnar been? Why, you know, and I get that. I completely hear you. But when those guys are on there, even if they don't do much, it makes the show considerably better. They could speak for 10 minutes. And that's a great segment for a lot of fans. There's not enough. And this is crazy for because it's three hours. There's not enough creativity and there's not enough fresh feuds for talent on Raw, but there are on SmackDown, and you see that because SmackDown guys get opportunities. Now, SmackDown has its problems in my mind, but SmackDown has guys like Rusev who maybe uh, was in the championship match with Extreme Rules and fell off, but now he could potentially be back. They have that flexibility with a lot of guys on SmackDown. Raw needs to take note of what SmackDown does with their talent and give opportunities for guys and see what sticks because they don't have guys right now that are sticking, and that's the problem. Yeah, talking about needing something fresh. I mean, you, you know you're running into a repetition when – um, you, you you have a surprise announcement that you're going to have Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler, and there's a there's a world there's a worldwide <laughs> eye roll that goes on because we've seen that match. And those guys are so good yeah. too, Justin. That's the problem. You know, they're so good together, but nobody gives yeah. nobody cares. Yeah, um, yeah it, 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 not surprised to see the numbers for Raw as bad as they were. Uh, you're right. You know, no no Roman, no Brock, no Braun. Um, you know, right now Elias appears to be one of the top baby. Fa- you know, Elias and Seth Rollins are your two yeah. uh, your two yeah. top baby faces, and, and and you know, and Seth Rollins is in a repetitive. Uh, match with Dolph Ziggler and, and Elias was you know the victim of the same old Baron Corbin no DQ shenanigans so and how, and how, and how great would it have been Justin to have a guy even an NXT guy come up just for a match or even somebody that we haven't seen in quite some time just for a match oh do that uh you know intercontinental challenge kind of like what John Cena did did it ever hurt Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or Neville or guys like that that fought John Cena for the U.S. championship open no it just only created fresh and interesting feuds that WWE could use towards the future and that's what they did for those guys they need to do that for seth rollins and a, a horrible mistake and i even tweeted out five or ten minutes before us joking oh i watched Dolph ziggler answer the call because that's what happened last time but you know it's it's so predictable that's no the- and that's a great point i mean if, if um it, it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made the show an a-plus show but yet had seth rollins uh laid out a, an open challenge and uh, an Alistair Black or a Tommaso Ciampa or somebody like that, uh, Johnny Gargano, if somebody, if, if a surprise like that would have answered, it at least would have uh, certainly brightened the show up uh, to have that surprise yeah. stretch matchup. So um, I guess nowhere to go but up. So we'll see what they do this Monday uh, in response. we got more Chair Shot Reality this weekend for you to binge watch playlists. Uh, Josh and I are going to bring back a favorite next segment. we we'll do a little heel or face. We'll see where, where we're at on some other hot topics. Plus, we'll talk about... The two world champions, Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan, who is going to lose their world title first. We got it all here on Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc.
Binge watch it here on Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel. I am Justin Labar with Chair Shot Reality, and uh, we got uh, a lot of great content this week, and we hope you enjoy. Of course, our last episode will be next week. Uh, we'll bring some uh, bring some people into the studio, have some fun, say a farewell. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, bittersweet, sad, but but we'll try to make sure we have some fun as well. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Josh Eisenberg, he's there this week. He'll be up here next week. It's going to be great to have him back in studio. Josh, let's do uh, let's do one of our old time favorites. Do a little heel or face. Uh, he'll face it. Uh, Baron Corbin is a full-time GM of Monday Night Raw. Oh, sorry, Justin. I fell asleep there for just a second. I'm going to go heel because as much as Baron Corbin tries, continues to try and continues to try to impress everybody, it's just not working, man. He still looks like a server in an Italian restaurant. I get hungry every time I see him. He talks about his physique this past week, and I'm pretty sure that's why he has two shirts on now is because his physique was a little distracting. Mind you, I'm not the picture-perfect A-plus body like you tend to be, Justin, or like Drew McIntyre, or like Bobby Lashley. But I won't bend over and show my ass on camera. I'm sorry. But back to Baron Corbin. I'm totally healing this because Baron Corbin is not a personality. He is a natural heel, and that's fine. But he's not an interesting heel. And that's what GMs, and that's what commissioners, and that's what whatever you want to name presidents of the show. You need charisma. You need instant either dislike and you instantly dislike him but for the wrong reasons because you don't want to watch him a power figure like this needs to be creative needs to have some sort of chemistry with everybody and corbin just seems like every single time he talks he's reading off of a to-do list point one point two point three i don't like you heal i'm gonna heal it as well but basically for just a little bit different reason i'm gonna heal it just because I, I i'm just not a favor especially for long term of guys who are or girls who are active being the authority figure like it works for like a quick little you know it, i mean it, it worked at first you know with him kind of being given this interim power and the, the constable it, it works in a short span to let the let the talent abuse the power but if we're talking long term if we're talking okay you're the gm for the next year or two years uh no i, I don't i don't like it, him doing that and also wrestling it, it just because then you run into where you end up doing the same thing t- too often the same which we saw last week which is okay you fight against the babyface, babyface beats you. Oh no, no, you change the rules. I mean, it's just, it, it, I think they they just write themselves uh, in circles. So uh, I, you know, we're always going to have authority figures, even though that that oftentimes gets overdone. You know, that that's that's probably not something that's going to go away. Uh, at least not on a Monday Night Raw. Maybe in a maybe in a sport situation of a of a SmackDown Live on Fox. Maybe they have, uh, you know, maybe they maybe they do away with it. I don't yeah. know. But um, but it, it, the GM needs to be somebody who's not actively you know wrestling, uh, who's not an active wrestler. So if, if Baron Corbin's going to continue to be an in-ring talent, uh, no, I, I'm going to heal this as well. Heal or face, Justin, it was announced on SmackDown Live after Asuka wins a women's battle royal that she has entered in to the tables, ladders, and chairs match, first ever for the women, along with Becky and Charlotte Flair. Heal or face? I'll face this. You know, I, I think now. I, I granted, I think the only reason Oscar is being put in this is to protect either Becky or Charlotte, whichever one loses. Even though, even though I believe the match is going to be, you know, ladder match style, you have to grab the title to win. Uh, but I think it does. You know, when you have, uh, whenever you have a triple threat, it always means that somebody can be protected. Somebody doesn't necessarily have to be involved in the in, in the, the scenario of losing, taking a pin or, or what have you. So, um, but I like it because you know we'll look back at history. We'll say, okay, here's another first for the women. Um, here's three, in, you know, here's three ladies. That's certainly. Uh, the crowd is the crowd is interested in all three of them for different reasons. So it, it's nice having it's nice that Oscar gets to be part of this. Um, it's also nice for Oscar just in general to be part of anything because uh, you know her booking has been so uh, so so poor uh, for the for the yeah. for yeah. the majority of the time that she's been up on the main roster. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to face this again, even though I don't think that that she's going to. 
uh, get any, you know, she's not, she has no real chance of winning this, but I think any which way it's a shine for all three ladies to be involved in this, another history-making match. And that's why I'm going to heal it. Everything that you said there about Asuka, about her booking, about her being inserted into the match. I'm not healing the match itself. I'm healing what the eventual outcome is going to be. And it's going to be Asuka losing. Now, my thought is this about Asuka. She doesn't need to speak to really connect with the crowd. And WWE has done a poor job at pushing their international superstars. Her, Shinsuke Nakamura. um, They're not consistently in feuds. I personally think a Becky Charlotte TLC match uh, would have been great because I think that uh, you know Becky somehow wins and that's the you know, last match that they have. Charlotte potentially gets into the Rumble and then oh well, is she going to go back and try to defeat the man or does she want to go back to Ronda Rousey so for some unfinished business? So I'd be fine with just Becky and Charlotte in a TLC match. Um, even though I like Asuka, I, I it's fresh, you know, and that's what SmackDown's about. It's about being fresh. Um, I I just fear that she could have done a lot better had she potentially either come out and attacked. Becky Lynch or, or pick the bones or, but then again, you know, it's going to be, well, there's so many heels now. It's a very heelish tactic. Everybody low blows everybody these days. Um, I, I'm just skeptical because I don't want her to lose and then her to be pushed off all the way towards the back and then be forced to tag team with Naomi because she's so much better and deserves so much better than that. All right. And lastly, healer face. Uh, he's got a lot of, a lot of vignettes and a lot of hype. Healer face, Lars Sullivan will be a major player in WWE. Face. Face, 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 Justin. Come on now. The entrance, the look. This guy's leg is literally bigger than my entire body. And that's not a bad thing because this guy looks like one of the only people who Brock Lesnar would, wanna, would, would want to run away from. You know, obviously Braun Strowman's big. Braun Strowman's a, a massive guy and he's done such a great job. But Lars Sullivan's different than me, you know. I had some people tweeting me and texting me saying, oh, he might be another Vladimir Kozlov or he might be another Sylvester Turkai, these big bruising bodies that don't quite make it to WWE's main roster and succeed there. Well, Sullivan has every opportunity to succeed. And I'll tell you why, because he has athleticism. You watch his NXT matches, and I know he's going against guys like Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black, but Lars Sullivan kind of gets the business and he kind of understands, you know, prime example, a mess up with Aleister Black's kick. Um, at the NXT TakeOver, I believe it was in Chicago, and they had to improvise. He got back up, and he got two more kicks with a bloody mouth. You're telling me that that was playing where the fake kick and the miss was going to end it? No. He did this thing. He came back. He said, you know what? Let's finish this the right way. Let's make an impact, and he did that. Not many people can think that fast, and I think he's a very smart guy, and he has all the power, and the athleticism is only going to continue to get better. Face Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I'm going to face it as well. You know, I understand that. Hey. You know, I understand that people have their doubts because uh, the the move from NXT to a Raw or SmackDown has not been the best for a lot of for for, for many. But I I think that um, I think that I think they they, they 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 clearly seem like they have a plan with this guy. Um, and and and. You know he's got all the tools as you mentioned. I mean, you know, he seems like he gets it. He's got he's got a hell of a look. Um, you know, I, I kind of liken this similar to when when Brock Lesnar came from OVW. That that if, if if they do this right, if they make he can if Lars Sullivan makes an immediate impact, maybe beating a Brock Lesnar, who knows? Um, that you know this could be what immediately cements him. And there's and there and, and all of a sudden it's like okay, yeah, he's a made man. Let's let's keep moving with this. Um, and, and you know it's it's yeah. funny it's funny you mentioned. You know, Kozlov and Turka uh, and some of those uh, others. Um, and the difference, I think, being is that you know Kozlov and Sylvester Turkai, they didn't have the they didn't they didn't get the opportunity to be 
to come up and be groomed by Triple H and in that well-fostered NXT yep. situation. Um, yep. Yep. Obviously, I don't think they would be bringing Lars Sullivan to Raw or SmackDown uh, if Triple H stood up and said, this guy's just too green, he's not getting it, whatever. He's obviously making pro- He's obviously done well down there, uh, hence you know, how they've booked him and having and matches. I and I love his entrance, that Justin. Black, that black, blackout, blackout with the light shining on him. He looks legitimately like the Rocky Mountain. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I want to face it as well, um, and, and I think he's going to go to Monday Night Raw. I think with I think with Raw not having Reigns, Raw not having Braun, um, having Brock selectively, I think I think I think Monday Night Raw. And again, we all we all kind of figure, okay, Vince is at every Raw. He's not at every SmackDown. You, you kind of think, okay, this is definitely a Vince McMahon project right here. Uh, so it yeah. would make sense that yeah. he's going to be on Monday nights. Who knows? Maybe he does beat Brock Lesnar uh, somewhere in the early part of his career. We'll talk about that in the next segment. Josh and I will discuss Brock Lesnar, your Universal Champion, Daniel Bryan, your WWE Champion. Who loses their title first? We'll talk about that coming up next here on Chair Shot Reality. Chair Shot Reality on Wrestling Inc. Coming to you from the Point Park University Studios in downtown Pittsburgh. Started here in... Uh, I believe it was January of 2013. It's been a fun ride here at uh, our, our alma mater. Speaking for my co-host, who will join me in just a second. Uh, it's been fun. Next week's going to be our last Chair Shot reality episode. Uh, but it's, you know, it's going to be fun, and there's still going to be more ways to consume. You know, I'll, I'll still have my audio podcast. You'll still be able to get Josh Eisenberg on social media. We'll definitely you know, try to uh, do some more stuff together. So uh, while it's an end of an era here, Chair Shot Reality, uh, does not mean that uh, we all disappear in, in, into the darkness. So uh, fear not for all of you, the barbarians or uh, Eyes of Eisenberg followers. Eisenberglers, Justin, we steal the show. What are you? It's been nine years and you still can't get my fan base right. I know it's very small, but they're there. They're there. Eisenberglers, sorry. Um, I... <laughs> I just I can't I can't say I can't say it without thinking of like a Happy Meal. I think of like a hamburger or something. I don't know. That's that's fantastic. Everybody loves hamburgers, so thank you for that. That is true. Uh, well, it's an empty table here in the studio this week, but we'll have Josh, uh, we'll have Juice, we'll have Katie, might even have some other names from the past uh, popping up. It's going to be um, going to be a fun week next week. Uh, Josh, let's talk. Uh, we know we know what we're doing next week, but we don't know what Brock Lesnar or Daniel Bryan necessarily are, are doing long term. Both of them right now. Uh, our world champions in WWE, Brock obviously on Raw, Daniel Bryan uh, newly newly won on SmackDown. Uh, who do you think loses their title first? Who the, who the hell knows, Justin? I, have to, I mean, at this point, you know, and Daniel Bryan gets that last-minute change, and when Daniel Bryan won the championship, I, I, I really sat and thought about it. I said, why is this? And maybe it was because they know that there's nothing really left for AJ Styles on SmackDown, so... Why not try to pivot him into potentially getting into the Royal Rumble, winning the Royal Rumble, and maybe facing Brock Lesnar? Because obviously the Roman Reign Roman Reigns plans have changed, so that really changes everything from top to bottom. Um, you know, if I had to take a shot in the dark, I would probably say both guys are champions heading into WrestleMania, and both guys lose the title at WrestleMania. I think at this time now, you, you saw last year for WrestleMania, everybody thought Roman was going to be crowned champion. Lesnar wins. AJ Styles and Nakamura, that was an ex- excellent opportunity for Nakamura to get his one shiny moment, but Styles wins, which in, in retrospect, I think that was the right decision. So I think both guys hold on to it. I just, whenever I saw that title drop and, and for two seconds before Daniel Bryan turned heel, I said, okay, Bryan and Miz, here we go. Pay off at Mania. They get it. Miz and Mrs. TV show, all the crossover appeal, everything. But then he turned heel. So I, I was really thrown off by that but i think both lose at mania and i think you got to give aj styles that opportunity against lesnar now 
I don't know. Styles versus Lesnar just doesn't. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get. I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Did you watch the WWE 365 thing with AJ Styles yet? Uh, no, not the full thing. Okay. Okay. Well, well, do watch it. You'll. Get, I mean, I know you know AJ Styles and know the career of him, but it really puts it into perspective why it could be such a great build to it, especially with Paul Heyman in the middle of it, because there could always be that tease of AJ being a Paul Heyman guy because Paul admires AJ. It's just you, you gotta see it like this. You've always seen guys with Brock Lesnar, um, big guys in feuds that are believable. But Brock Lesnar's best matches have been against smaller guys. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, AJ Styles. He works better at that rate, which is surprising to everybody. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I'm, yeah, you're welcome. I beat you. I, I, I convinced you, didn't I? Well, no, I, I'm just saying I'm I, need to see, I need to see the, 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 the special now. i got to go watch the special. Um, you know, and I, but I, I will say before I give you my answer, I, I don't think it's out of the question. We might still get Brian and Miz. It might just be a babyface Miz versus a heel Daniel Bryan, uh, that mania. That, that's, the, you know. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm actually going to say Brock Lesnar drops the title first uh, before Daniel Bryan drops his, and simply because the UFC factor is still there. I mean, you know, he, when, we, when, we, when we saw Brock, he, he looks, you know, he's, he's obviously dropped some pounds. He looks leaner. He's obviously training. Um, I think in what is it, January he becomes eligible. I think is 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 what it is. Um, so I mean, I just feel like that he's he's kind of determined to do that, and I just I just can't see them keeping the title on him for, for you know if he wins his next UFC fight, you assume he's going to fight again. I don't know. I just feel like it, it, the safe thing to do would be to get the title off of him. And again, when we talk about you know everybody from a Lars Sullivan to you know you know, who, you know somebody who could possibly take the title off of him. Uh, which is crazy that we're even well, talking about this for a guy that hasn't even made a debut. But um, I don't know. I, I, I can see. I can see Brian. Like Brian, as long as he stays healthy, and he has for, for the better part of this past year since returning, as long as no health issues creep up, I could. I could see him going uh, in in WrestleMania's champion and out WrestleMania's champion. Uh, so I'm gonna say. Well, let me. Well, and let me ask you this though: Do you think it's going to be uh, Braun Strowman at Royal Rumble? Who, who do you think is going to be the guy that finally beats Lesnar? I think Braun could do it at Rumble. Um, I think he could uh, again because uh, you know. But then, who does, but then who does he face at Mania though? See, that's the problem. I want Braun to be champion, but I wanted him to start his championship reign by having to fight Brock Lesnar and then working his way down. Uh, I mean, wh- how about a Drew McIntyre? I mean, you know, I mean, you know my love obsession with Drew McIntyre, so I'm, I'm interested. I'll have to f- my whistle's wet. My whistle's wet. I'll Justin. have to find the clip in the CSR archive of me singing you Drew McIntyre's old theme song. Uh, <laughs> what is time? Oh, that was a great song too. I miss it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see Braun doing it at Rumble again because you know you don't. You know, you don't mess around with the road to Mania, and, and the last thing you want on the road to Mania is uncertainty. Uh, is, is Brock's? I, I think if, if Brock's aiming for a springtime UFC fight, then uh, I just you know then having to worry about getting him to Raw, having him build and promote whatever match. I, I just uh, I think Rumble. I think that way you have a champion and a Braun Strowman who's there, and you can do whatever you want to build. Whether it's you know whether whether it's a, a Drew McIntyre who wins a Rumble or whatever. I, I think that you know you can find a, you can find an opponent for Braun. Um, so I'm gonna say I think I think Brock Lesnar is definitely gonna drop his title before uh, Daniel Bryan um, loses his. Uh, and again, maybe maybe, maybe babyface Miz at, at Mania with Bryan, which is odd to think, but uh, you know Miz is starting to get some. It's start, it's starting to get to the point with the Miz where it's kind of like people like to laugh at him, but they do it out of respect. It's kind of like the same. It's kind of like the same tone as saying you suck to Kurt Angle. It's kind of like a compliment. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's kind of like that's that's kind of what it feels like at this point um, with the Miz. At Josh Eisenberg, we shall see. What's that? We shall see. We, we shall see. see. At Josh Eisenberg four on Twitter. Hit him up there. Uh, let us let him know your thoughts. Let me know at Justin Labar on Twitter your thoughts of all these topics we talked about. If you don't want to see us, you can get part of the show, the audio only version on the Wrestling Inc. Uh, iTunes channel. Again, next week, final episode is going to be a lot of fun. 
We look forward to it. Please tweet us your favorite chair shot rally memory. Love to go down memory lane, look in the archive for some of those wonderful ones. For Josh, I'm Justin. We'll see you then.